it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Okay, I'll admit it. I'm an egomaniac. What can I say? Shame on you! As usual, I'm right. You're wrong. Are you kidding me? You are the biggest phony I have ever met. Obviously, clearly, maybe, definitely. A fresh take on sports and entertainment. Dave and Joe tell it like it is. Great talk radio every week. David and Joe are simply the best. I've been listening to Pure Gold ever since I was a baby, and I still do. Pure Gold is the best. I love Pure Gold. Pure Gold. I got two words for you. Pure Gold. You guys are awesome. This is Pure Gold with your hosts, David and Joe. Good evening, everyone. It is a little after 7 o'clock, and it is Pure Gold for this Thursday night. June 9th, 2022. Welcome to the show that covers everything and anything. It tells it like it is, baby. Definitely. Clearly. Obviously. My name is Joe, and my host, my co-host, is Dave. Dave, how are you? I'm doing good, sir. As always, excited to be a part of another episode of Pure Gold. Even though today I am from an undisclosed location and probably will not chime in very much. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that happens, um, but... The show must go on, as they say. So, um, yeah, we're going to talk about um, some baseball, uh, some sports, some uh, wrestling a little bit. We'll talk about some nuggets, and we'll get your take along the way, your calls. As always, if you want to call in, it's 515-605-9796. Again, the number is 515-605-9796. Something's going on. Um, the more callers we get, the better the show. Today's show will be, especially because, like Dave said, he's not going to chime in as much. But, um, sir, I, I'm going to break the first wall already. Uh, I hope you feel better. I really do. Um, it sucks that when you're not feeling good and you want to talk, um, especially when your throat hurts. It's, you know, your voice is the most important part of the body if you're going to do a, a talk show. Uh, that is true. I agree. And that is uh, one of the many reasons that I won't really be on today's show. Um, but yeah. like in the intro, I'm an egomaniac, so I had to appear in some way, shape, or form. And just so those of you out there can I remember. Before, um, I have been on every show in some capacity since the, the inception. And I, I plan, even if it was on my deathbed, I would record a whole bunch of clips to make sure that they get played because I want to be on every episode of Pure Gold forever. In perpetuity. As I recall... As I recall, you weren't on a show years ago, and you recorded a WrestleMania take that lasted yep. about eight minutes, so I just, like, listened to it. <laughs> well, I mean, first of all, we have the clip. It wasn't that long. It was probably, like, four minutes. But, yeah, I did do that because I absolutely needed to be a part of the show in one way, shape, or form. Good. Well, like I said, let's uh, talk about some things that you want to talk about because you're not going to be on too long. We'll get to other stuff. We're going to listen to Todd's take that he recorded yesterday, next week, so we can comment more on it. So we're going to have Frank, yeah. our call screener, play a Todd's take that is a past one, but a good one. But it's good to have 
um, some opinion on this one because Todd, I don't know if he's off the rails or if off the rocker, um, too much salt, a little less pepper. Um, but we need to talk about it, and um, the way to do it is talk about it next week, not this week. So, Frank, if you're listening, I want you to play a Todd's take, um, an old one, but good. So anyway, so we're gonna we our show is really about everything and anything. Um, it, it really is. So. You know, Dave's going to drop off, I'm sure, by the time we get to NASCAR and talk about NASCAR, because we talk about everything and anything. That's what we do. <laughs> if, if we were That's talking about NASCAR and I was feeling good, I would have chimed in. I would have tuned out already. But, you know, it, it is something, you know, we've talked about pickleball, we've talked about wrestling, we've talked about pretty much everything and anything, and we've told it like it is, sir. So many different things, so many different topics. I mean, I know you have a rundown, it's plans, and I'm sure it's exciting as always. So, um, if there is a topic you'd like to discuss at this moment with me, then... You know, quickly, let's uh, let's make it happen. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about the Mets since you're going to be on the uh, on for a little bit. The Mets are on that West Coast trip that will define their season. I think the three and four. They play the Angels next. They lost uh, last night to the Padres. I really think that they need to win. I hate to say, it, but they need to win the next couple of games, at uh, least three games against the Angels, and be six and four. Come home and then play Milwaukee because I think that. The Braves are getting hot. They're winning. There's no stopping the Braves right now, it seems. Um, do you agree that the Mets – you? I mean, what do you think? Do you think the Mets are at a crossroads right now? No pun intended because we were going to talk about Cody Rhodes at some point. Yeah, I think that the Mets are they're, – they're getting in trouble. They're in that territory. They've looked bad um, repeatedly. They're still playing that terrible 500 ball. Lately, it's been feast or famine. It's either score 10 runs or give up 10 runs. I hate getting shut out. I hate getting blown out. The Mets have looked atrocious so far in San Diego, um, and they look bad against the Dodgers. They did come back with a nice win at some point, but it is funny, sir, that when we talk about them and I rip them to shreds, they come back and they do great. Then when I talk about how awful they're doing, uh, I talk about how wonderful they're doing, they, they come and they have a disaster of a week. So in typical pure gold fashion, we are uh, off the rails, as it were. I, I think the Mets need another bet because Alonzo got hurt on this West Coast trip. We don't know how long he's going to be out. Already have Scherzer and Grom out. That's Those are three big pieces to the puzzle, I think, this year. Lindor is the other piece. I, I don't know what the Mets do with the lineup. They, they piece it together, They whatever, but it's interesting to see. I, I want to see the Mets go out there and make a trade or get somebody at the trade deadline that will uh, fortify this team. I just think that Alonzo being hurt, we just don't know how, how good this team's going to be at, the, at this point. You also forgot Charlie Marquez out there. Yeah, I mean, he got hurt too, right? Yes, he did, and he's day to day. Yeah. I mean, one thing that um, we talked about, um, one interesting thing about the, the Mets is that the Escobar – early in this trip hit for the cycle, and we were wondering uh, what lefty-righty uh, switch hitter was able to bat for the cycle uh, in one game. So Escobar did it. Um, yeah, I, you yep, didn't watch did. it, but um, that's pretty cool. Oh, I love that. Okay. I love the fact that he, his, he hit a bomb left-handed, and his other three hits were right-handed. I was, I was convinced that Lindor did it too, but Lindor hit home runs on both sides of the plate. He won lefty, he won righty at the first um, on the first inning, uh, one inning. So I think that Lindor needs to really pick up the slack. I mean, there's no one, I mean, there's no one else. Um, okay, McNeil um, needs to uh, continue to hit his um, 
over 300. But I really think that without Alonzo in the lineup, I think the Mets are going to be struggling. Um, thank God they have a seven-game lead over the Braves, but the Braves are catching fire at the right time. Um, if they, I, I keep check, I keep for forgetting the wrong to check time for the if Mets. the Braves. Yeah, for the wrong time for the Mets. I keep che- I keep forgetting to check if the Braves had this West Coast trip just like the Mets. Have they played the Dodgers, the Padres, the Angels? Um, I think the Mets will make up, make up some ground automatically if they haven't done that trip yet. Um, so, but the Braves right now they're showing the Harvard champion. They're showing why they won the World Series last year, and the Mets have a seven-game lead, but we don't know if they're going to hold that seven-game lead. We have seen in the past seven-game leads disappear, especially since December. Maybe there. No. I don't think so. So, oh, Dave. Shoot some guts! No. Shoot some guts! Mm-hmm. Guts I was looking for that clip. I wanted to play it. The Mets need to show guts, sir. Oh, okay. Yeah, I understand. Um, so that that's really the Mets. They play um, tomorrow night against the Angels. It'd be nice to sweep the Angels, but you know, speaking of Angels, they fired um, Madden uh, a couple of days ago. They haven't won. I think they lost 13 games or 14 games in a row, if I'm not mistaken. So he's won a World Series with the Chicago Cubs, but now he's he's not that good, I guess, uh, because they've lost 13, 14 in a row, and the, they fired his ass. And, they, and the Phillies also fired Girardi, which is crazy to me because we wanted him as the Mets manager, remember? Yeah, I mean, did we or did I? I'm sorry. I, I don't want to throw you under the bus. Well, I think it was me more than you. Oh, no, I did. I loved Girardi. I thought he would have been a great – I mean, oh. Buck was the right move, obviously, but I loved Joe. I thought he would have been great. Would you hire uh, Joe Girardi as your bench coach at this point? I mean, he needs a job, obviously, definitely, maybe. Would you hire him as a bench coach? I would. I definitely would. I'd give him a job. Joe's a smart baseball man. Yeah, the the more ex-Yankees on the Mets, stick it to the Yankee fans, uh, the better for me. Um, Speaking of the Yankees, um, to me, they keep winning. They're boring. They could win 130 games this year. Um, It doesn't really matter. If you're a a true Yankee fan, you won't really care how many games they win this year uh, until they get to the playoffs. If they get to the playoffs and they win, then that's what counts. I mean, getting to the World Series, is most important to win the World Series. Um, the only thing I have to say is that Judge is showing his, is, is having an MVP year. Um, it'd be interesting to see how much money he commands at the end of the year if the Yankees don't sign now. So, yeah, the Yankees um, the Yankees um, continue to win. They didn't win last night. Okay, so I lied. The Yankees will win all the time, but they, they're 40 and 15 or something like that, and all they do is win, win, win. Um, but even Frank would admit that um, Frank, I mean, you would admit that um, the Yankees, the Yankees really start in the pl- in the playoffs. That's when the real season begins. Oh, definitely, Frankie. Joe. And uh, it looks, I mean, for yeah. both the Mets and the Yankees this year, I think you got to go playoffs. You got hopefully Subway Series. The, the way these teams are playing right now, it's, it's not, you know, I haven't seen it in any of our lifetimes, right? The Yankees and the Mets in see first place by, by this many games. And this early in the season? Because I remember 2000, the Subway Series. Subway Series. Yeah. But they didn't I mean, have, I mean, the Yankees weren't 40 and 16, you know? Right, right, right. I'm going to have you do some work while we wait for some callers. Um, if you can look up, oh, there's a caller. Um, uh, actually, I'll take that call. Um, I know who that is. Um, what I want you to do, Frank, while I talk about NASCAR, your favorite subject, 
and and they started subject. Is that I just need you to look at um, what the records were in 2000 when they played Subway Series at this time. With I think the Mets were under 500. I recall at the All Star break they fired all their coaches except for Bobby Valentine, and they went on a streak and they actually won one one and they won um, they went to a World Series against the Yankees. Unfortunately, they fell short. So just let, let me know what their record is um, as of um, now, May June 9th. 2000, um, and I just, I'm just curious. I, I think the Mets are under 500, but we'll get back to that. Um, joining us on the hotline to talk about NASCAR. <laughs> Thank God they didn't feel good today. Uh, is Mark? Mark, how are you? Oh, pretty good. Thank you guys for um, having me. Yeah, thank you for coming on. I mean, I, you know, I hope that Dave will find that NASCAR is actually more fascinating than it is. Than you know. It, I, you obviously watch it, and you got got into it. But what actually got you into NASCAR itself? Was it a person? Was it an event? Was it a thing? What 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 got you into NASCAR? Just watching um, all the sports in general. From you know, I I mean, when I, growing up, I watched you know tennis, golf, anything that was on TV. I watched baseball, football, hockey, and um, NASCAR was just one of the sports that you know I watched. Um, I grew up you know, a uh, Jeff Gordon fan. So I followed him um, and I kept interest with NASCAR through him. Um, and then um, just continued to grow. Um, I attended some NASCAR events in the past and planning on in the future. Uh, so basically just, you know, just being another sport that I watched as I was growing up. Gotcha. I mean, I don't watch it like you do every week, uh, religiously, um, but I just want to know, like, when you saw Dale Earnhardt, I believe, crash and die um, uh, in his car, it was a a freak accident. It wasn't even a big accident. Um, There weren't precautions back then like there are now, but did you expect somebody to die on on the course? Not not these days. Um, these cars are built yeah. so safe, safely. Um, it's. I mean, I'm not saying it won't happen again, but chances are, you know, it's not going to happen. Um, and basically, just the safety of it is top notch. Yeah, I mean, I, I recall the accident last year at the Tuna 500. That being such a Terrible accident. It was two years ago, maybe. Uh, such a bad accident. The guy survived. He went to the hospital. Yes, he went for a couple of months or or so, uh, but he survived. He he was able to drive again. So, technology, yeah. safety precautions have yeah, definitely no, sorry improved. To interrupt, so. But that was two years ago, um, and that yeah. was probably one of two the years. worst ones that I've seen recently. Um, he did miss, you know, several okay. weeks, but he was back in the season and finished the season two years ago. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, it's good to see that they they continue to make safety precautions because the the rate the speed that they race um, is crazy and how tight the the racetrack is is another crazy thing. So um, the, I know that Frank wants to ask you uh, my call screen. I want to ask you because I'll ask you some questions too. Is um, do you think being in first place is a good thing or do you? I mean, we'll talk about drafting. We know what drafting is, but do you think there's a lot of drafting that that helps somebody that's in second or third place win a race, or do you think first place is the way to go? No, you, you definitely want to be in first place, no matter if it's early in a race, oh. you know, halfway or at the end. You 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 definitely want to be in the lead. Uh, you have something that's called clean air. 
Uh, and the NASCARs, mm. they run the fastest, the best when they're in that position. Um, all the teams right. train, like, uh, you know, all, um, test their vehicles in the clean air. And that's kind of what you want. You always want to be in that position. Gotcha. Uh, thinking of that, you know, Joey Logano, our boy, or maybe your boy, um, he won the Enjoy Illinois 300 um, last week. Was there any strategy to that race, or is it just a race that, like, I always wonder, like, is it good to pit early, good to change your tires early, get gas early, or late? What do you think? It depends on it depends on the track, the race they're at. Um, last week, um, he won because it was uh, on a restart. Um, he was okay. in first, Kyle Busch was second, and his teammate was third, uh, Blaney. So you had two okay. teammates, one and third, which kind of pushed Logano a little bit more. So he basically won last week's race on the restart, you know, within like two, okay. um, the final two laps. I mean, Joey's known as a an aggressive driver, um, almost semi-dirty, I guess, but I, I don't see it. I think he's a good racer. I think he's a good driver. I think that um, you have to be in NASCAR. You have to be um, winning at all costs. Um, is there cheating? Maybe. Is there some illegal dirty tactics? Maybe. But I think Joey knows how to do it. Um, you know, there's a race coming up this week called the Toyota Save Mart 350. Do you think Joey has a, a chance to win that one? or is he, Who do you pick to win that race? Just looking for um, this week's race, um, I'm high on um, Kyle Busch. It is a road course, okay. so it's not just, you know, lefts. Um, it is lefts, right, you know, some straight runs. Mm. Um, right. um, I look for um, my favorite would probably be Kyle Busch. Um, I won't. I won't sleep on um, Harvick. <laughs> Kevin Harvick. He hasn't right. won this year. Right. Um, and it's getting kind of late in the season. I mean, we're about halfway, almost halfway. Um, but there's about maybe ten, twelve weeks before the playoffs. Um, and you kind of have to win to get in. So um, and th- so I'm kind of you know. He's high on my list to Harvick to win this week. But my, if I had to pick a driver who I think would win, I, I would put my money on Kyle Busch. I think you do actually put money on on the, on these races. Um, as I recall, you and this um, female Kaylee, who's kicking butt right now in the, um, I guess fantasy NASCAR. I don't know what it's called, but she won a hundred dollars. They they break up into three. Is it three different segments of the of the year? It's what three segments. Doing? Yeah, basically it's three segments. Okay. Uh, the first two segments are about uh, 12 races in each. And you kind of pick a driver that you can't pick again. So And then it resets after like, okay. the 13th race. So you kind of – it's a little bit strategy, but, you know, it is a little bit luck. Um, but, yeah, she is gotcha. having a great year. She won the first segment, which basically got her money back. So now she's kind of playing with house money. <laughs> Right. Now, we're going to – I'm looking at my feet here. Um, we're going to a race on August 24th, uh, July 24th in the Poconos. Um, I'm going to bring earplugs because you told me we're bringing earplugs. It's loud. Do you think there's any spot in that race course that we need to stand by or just um, anywhere? You can't see the whole race, obviously, in the Poconos, but is there a spot you want to stay um, to watch the race? Um, I mean, if you go um... – you know, you. I mean, if you go high up, you could 
you see the whole track. Uh, but where he's where right. he's sitting in the lower section, you basically only see it in front of you. But they do have like monitors set up, TV set up, so you're able to watch, you know, the whole race. Um, but right. just being at the at the NASCAR, you know, event is you know kind of special. I mean, you get the adrenaline going, you got you know the thrill, the sound, the fans. Uh, it's all fans, young, old, you know, kids, adults. You know, it's, it's more of a family event too, so it should be a and good time. I have good, good. I can't wait. Um, I have prior commitments next next year in February. In February, as NASCAR fans know, it's called the Daytona 500. It's the biggest race of the year. You're going. Um, is you always sign the the starting finish line, right? Um, you always sign that part of it as a tradition. Yes, you went. Um, yes. The, the Daytona, uh, you could sign the finish line. We went five year, years ago, um, and um, I signed it. Um, our goal is to do every five years. So this is the fifth year that we're going, the, you know, second time. So we're going to try to do every five years to make a trip out, you know, yeah. south. Gotcha. I mean, it's early to tell. You've been uh, – is that obviously your your favorite race, the Daytona 500? Uh, it's the biggest, so it's, it's definitely up there. Um, I would like right. to go to, like, I mean, we had plans to go to Martinsville last year, um, the one of the smallest tracks, but it rained, so we couldn't make the, the rain date the next day. Right. Uh, but I would like to, you know, I've been to Dover, I've been to Pocono. It's a little bit, you know, different tracks. Uh, but definitely the Tono is, you know, on kind of everyone's NASCAR bucket list. Uh, that's basically the Super Bowl right. of NASCAR, even though you know it's, it is right. week one. Um, if you can win one race, that's yeah. the race you want to win. I know you don't like hearing it, but I'm a NASCAR rookie, NASCAR new to the thing. But I love saying boogity boogity. Um, that's something that is just in my head. I, you you don't like that, right? No, I do. Um, I just, I mean, a checkered flat and uh, the green flag. Uh, it's awesome, mm. especially when you're going to be there on the 24th of July. Um, just all those NASCARs, you know, going up to 200 miles an hour right in front of you. Um, but it's, it's right. I mean, it's different on the TV than you are there. Uh, you're definitely going to experience. And then, you know, later on, you definitely, like, you know, see the difference between TV and, you know, being in person. Okay. Um I'm I'm just chatting with my friend, uh, my call screener. Um, you 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 can Frank. Uh, Frank has a question. Uh, Frank, go ahead. No, Mark. Hey, how you doing? I just uh, I thought it was really good that explanation you gave because I always wondered about that the drafting and it seems like sometimes people they don't want to be in first place. You know, they want to kind of hang out behind. But but uh, obviously what you just said it makes it clear that it's, it's always good to be in, in first. Um, I don't know if there's ever a time where a driver was in first and held that position for a long time and, and was able to win the race. It seems like those guys in the front, eventually, sooner or later, they'll fall behind. I don't know if, no, if you have, like, um, you know. There are, you know, a lot of things that go into it, you know, especially if, you know, the green flag, you know, um, pit stops. Um, usually right. when, you know, if you guys don't know, there's, you know, if there's an accident or caution, they would throw a yellow flag, and usually that's when everyone pits. You go down to speed. 
everyone pits. But on green flag pits, you basically, you know, pitting, you know, while the race is going. So you could lose a lot of time just having a bad pit. So that's what usually happens when you're in a lead like that. Um, and, you know, you're pitting, you might have, you know, trouble kicking a tire off or whatever the case may be. Um, but, yeah, usually um, if you were in first beginning of the the beginning of the race, you probably won't end the race in first, but being in first is the best position to be in. Right. Um, Second, you know, if you're in second or third, um, I mean, like um, Joe was mentioning earlier with Logano being, you know, kind of dirty racer. I mean, there's times when he would wreck, try to wreck, you know, not really wreck, but just push the other guys out of the way. Um, Right. So, but I would definitely want to be in the, you know, first position. And it's true that that's how they, they try to get pole position at the start of the race based off of, um, I guess, time trials before the race. Yeah, they have – um, it's called, like, um, qualifications. Um, okay. So, yeah, so you're not going to sandbag that. You're going to try to get pole no, position. Um, you go out, yeah. you know, you basically put fresh tires, you know, it's going to give you – whatever gets you the fastest lap is what you want to do with the vehicle, to the vehicle. And that's basically a one-lap shootout, and it's like, you know, on time, and the best times we'll get that position. That's awesome. See, there's a lot that people don't know about, um, like NASCAR and, and, and racing, with, because, you know, you, there's not a lot to see, really. If you don't know what you're looking for, you're watching cars go around the track, but there's so much going on. I mean, as far as the pit stops and the strategies and the teams that are involved, that um yeah that's moving in you know you really can appreciate the sport yeah that's why you know it's one of the stereotypes is um you know it's boring you know why you want to just watch vehicles run around you know track but i would say you know give yourself on a sunday usually the races are sunday afternoon uh if there's nothing else on just put this you know the race on for like half an hour and i'm sure you could i'm not going to say it's going to be become your favorite sport but you're going to right. become interested uh even just watching it with you know they have uh you know pit line reporters and you know, all the announcers uh you pick up a lot you learn a lot each week um and then, so i would say if you just it, look into it just yeah. you know on an average sunday just put it on and, and it may not be for you you know but at least give it a try and if you have a rooting interest i mean there's there's a couple races where you know, I just started to to follow one of the drivers for I don't need no reason, but when you have a like a car that you're rooting for and you're seeing how he's moving up and then he's in third and then he's in fifth, if you have someone, I think that also helps. If you have someone in the no, race that you're kind of rooting you for, you you definitely want a rooting interest, whether it be right. a sponsor. All the cars are sponsored, so if you like you know a certain product, you might want to go right. with that company. Or a driver, but yeah, even like just rooting for a driver would get you rooting into you know the sport a little bit easier than just just watching them. Yeah, I mean, I think the last one it was the M and M's guy that um, me and my friend were rooting for. Yeah, uh, Kyle, and yeah, I don't know. Kyle Busch. Yeah, yeah, Kyle Busch. So yeah, that that makes it more interesting, and but yeah, there's definitely a lot to there's, learn, but you know. There's a guy named, uh, I think Truex uh, is from New Jersey, right? Yes, he's from uh, South Mark? Jersey, yes. That's who you got to root for, Frank. I mean, you got to root for Truex. He's from New Jersey. I mean, even Logano, yeah. he's he's from Connecticut. 
if so you're you looking for local, you local guys. Now, and you got you know, young, you Frank, got young yeah. drivers, you got old drivers, so you got a good mix of drivers to pick from. Right. And then uh, my last um, question, Mark, would be, yeah. uh, what's up with the milk? <laughs> Do you, is that just something? Yeah, really that's that's in the, that's uh, Indianapolis 500. You drink it. Oh, okay. That's uh, kind of um, that's another um, type of racing. That's Indy, not NASCAR. Okay. Uh, okay. But that's um, one of the things they do. Was that Danica Patrick? Yeah. Uh, when after you win the 500, you basically push a drink, you know, milk. I guess that's the uh, the tradition from from way back because I've been seeing that ever since I was a kid. Yeah, um, I, even certain NASCAR tracks have certain things. Um, like for example, Martinsville, you win a clock. Um, <laughs> a, a race in Maine, you win like a lobster, a huge lobster. So um, each track has their own, uh, almost like trophy. Okay. But uh, so that, um, drinking milk that goes back to uh, Indianapolis 500, which is a different type of race. You know, you're right. As I recall, the drink. Uh, yeah. I recall they drink Coke or Pepsi, right, when they want to race? Yeah, it depends on your sponsor. Like, like going back to Logano, he's with Coke, so, of course, he's going to drink a Coke. Um, you have a lot yeah. of beer sponsors, so they would, they would open up a beer. Um, and there's, you know, Sunny D, you know. So whatever the main sponsor is, that's, that's the team's, you know, giving them the money. Yeah, and I did a, a quick gotcha. check on, on the internet here. It says, Lewis Meyer began the hollow tradition of milk drinking after his second Indy 500 win in 1933. He sipped from a glass of milk, saying his mother had told him a glass of buttermilk was the best thing to drink on a hot day. So that's when it started, 1933. Yeah, I just knew it was from Indianapolis 500. Yep, you were right. Now, I think Frank is um, out of questions, but I'm just curious to what you think. What uh, engine um, do you feel is the fastest engine? I, I know a lot of Toyota cars are out there, but you, what engine do you think is the best engine to have? Um, in terms of what? Just, um, I mean, I guess speed about or NASCAR? just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, these, it's called, it's a new car this year, the Gen 5. Uh, these are supposed to be the okay. fastest and safest. So if you want to turn in terms of safest and fast, it's actually called a, a next-gen car. Uh, I would probably go with that. Gotcha. Okay. Fair enough. I never heard – I thought, like, you were going to say Mustang or Toyota, but next-gen Oh, uh, no, I they mean, have – um, I mean, what? they does have, you know, they have the, um, you know, different models. But they're the, – NASCAR is so um, – the same where there's um, all the regulations, all the vehicles have to be the same. So whether you're driving a Toyota or Chevy, um, I mean, I don't think it matters because all the uh, specs are going to be the same. Um, And that's basically just coming from the team. You know, if you're a Toyota sponsor, Chevy sponsor, but all the, I mean, one NASCAR will be the same as the other. It just, the driver, the, the crew, you know, what's going to make the difference. I mean, one last question that I have, because I've kept you on longer than I thought I would, but uh, it's fascinating to talk about NASCAR with you. It's uh, 515-605-9796 if anyone wants to talk about NASCAR while Mark is still on for a few more minutes. 
if not, you could call on a different time. But again, it's 515-605-9796. Mark, um, and everyone else out there, you have to be a really good athlete to be a driver. I mean, these guys lose a lot of weight, just like goalies lose a lot of weight during races, uh, during being a goalie. So do you know by chance what these guys do to prepare for a race? Uh, basically just hydrate. It's definitely, they lose, they sweat a lot. So they're always drinking. I mean, you don't see it while they're driving, but they have like, you know, everything built in the car for like hydrate, hydration. Um, mm. so it's really comes down to a hydration, but yeah, they're, they're basically athletes. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean just like goalies. each race, you know, three, four hours and, and you just basically sweat. Uh, but it's, mm-hmm. it's the biggest thing is hydration, staying hydrated. Gotcha. I mean, these guys could lose up to 10 to 20 pounds a race, or do you think that's too much? What do you think? Uh, I would say 10 pounds. Uh, I mean, 20 is a little high. Um, I would say maybe 8 to 10 pounds average race. Gotcha. Hey, I just well, I don't well, know. Have one, you, uh, one, one more quick ben. thing, Joe. One more yeah, quick ben. thing. Um, yeah. Sometimes you see celebrities, like, getting behind the wheel. Like, you'll see Tom Cruise, like, you know, in the news, and he's, he's riding – but I don't think any of that is actual races, or is that just maybe it's like minor league kind of racing? Or, but I don't know if there was ever a celebrity that we that's well known that was in um like say an Indy 500 or a NASCAR. I'm not sure if you know about that one, Mark. Um, I don't think so. I mean, besides you know the movies, um, right? Yep. I w- I wouldn't I wouldn't think so. Okay, I was just curious. Well, I have Mark on the line, um, Frank. Um, we don't really get to talk about soccer too long. There's a tournament going on. Um, Italy played Germany last week on the 4th to a 1-1 tie, which I thought there was no chance that Italy was going to uh, tie Germany. I thought it was going to be 3 nothing, And then they just won yesterday, or today, yesterday, against Hungary. So do you think Italy has a shot to win this tournament that's co- that they're playing in? Uh, they definitely have that- a shot. Yeah. Yeah. I think they have a shot. Because, I mean, they didn't qualify for the World Cup, so I thought that Mancini was going to be fired. I think that they're going to rebuild all over again. I just It frustrates me to think that they win the, the European Cup last year. They don't qualify for the World Cup that's later this year. And it just upsets me. It infuriates me that they don't even get a chance to play like a team like Germany or Brazil or France. Um, I'm not saying that they're going to win. It's just a fun game to watch. Um, so, even the games that are on right now, like they're not on TV, that's a little frustrating, don't you think? Yeah, that is frustrating. Um, I mean, there are some good games too, not just you know Italy, Germany, but there are some other ones that you know I had to you know look up Google, you know, or you know go to different sites just to get the results. But yeah, I mean, some of them definitely should be on TV, especially the weekend games. But yeah, kind of soccer. You're listening to Mark, who's talking about NASCAR, talking a little soccer. Before you go, Mark, um, I'm pretty sure you want to say, let's go Tampa Bay. <laughs> well, let's go Tampa Bay, whether it be 16 <laughs> or 7. <laughs> I'll talk about that in a second, but um, I've, I've kept you on longer than I thought. So uh, thank you for your NASCAR update. Thank you for a little soccer talk, and thank you for the <clears throat> Tampa Bay, um, you know, wishing Tampa Bay wins the series, Tampa even Bay though we'll see seven. what happens. So. Oh, yeah, Mark. Well, yeah, you heard it here first. Thanks for allowing me to call in. Yeah, thank you for for.
spending some time with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, folks, that was Mark Lorg, who, uh, Mark, what guy reciting? Um, that was Mark that wants, that likes to talk about NASCAR, that watches NASCAR every week, talked a little soccer because Dave doesn't like to talk about soccer, and then talked about the Tampa game that starts in about half an hour or less, um, I guess the Rangers. Um, but let's take a break, Frank. Um, after we come back, we'll talk about a little hockey. Um, I'll give you a little take on that. Sounds good. Okay. Looking to resurface the floors in your home or business in the New York, New Jersey metro area? Then check out Hillstop Pro Services in Carlstadt, New Jersey. They offer a wide range of installation services, including commercial and residential carpet, resilient floors, luxury vinyl planks, VCT, sheet vinyl, custom area rugs, logo mats, self-leveling concrete restorations, and so much more. Head on over to www.hilltopproservices.com to see some of their latest projects or call them at 201-952-9193 for more information. I'm Kristen Ledloff, and you are listening to Pure Gold. Joe has solar panels at his house, and he's been saving a lot of money thanks to Justin and Chris at Phoenix Energy in Hackensack, New Jersey. They are a great company, and they are setting up homeowners with no out-of-pocket cost roofs and solar systems. Contact them today for a free quote, 201-316-0162. Once again, that's 201-316-0162. Frank, any more? I'm Lisa Mateo of the PIX11 Morning oh. News in New York, and you're listening to Pure Gold. One thing on everyone's mind these days is real estate. If you're in the market to buy or sell a home, contact Patricia and Renee Zengel with Keller Williams. Patricia has been in the business for 28 years, and Renee, 19 years, serving Bergen and Passaic counties. With their combined experience, dedication, and knowledge of the market, you'll be in the best hands. 100% service, 100% of the time. Call 551-265-5288 and let them know Pure Gold sent you. We play it because, welcome back to Pure Gold. It is uh, the number if you want to call and join. It's 515-605-9796. The reason why that alarm sound is because all the, Yankee, uh, all the Ranger fans are panicking, a little panicky, that they need to win tonight because if they don't win tonight, the series is over. I think it's going to go, it's a home-and-home home series. I think that all, all the home teams are going to win the games until um, game seven. Um, that's when it's 50-50. Game sevens are always a little tricky. Um, we saw the Rangers beat Carolina last uh, last time in last series at, in Carolina. So it's a little tricky. You know, you got the hard champion. You got the Tampa Bay Lightning that woke up. You woke up the beast, I think. Um, I think Tampa Bay now wants to win the series. I mean, they, they didn't seem interested the first two games, but now they are interested. So – that alarm sound that you hear is, because, is for all the Ranger fans that are on watch. I'm uh, going to watch the game in about 20 minutes. Um, I'm going to watch the game after the show. I'm sure Frank is too. Um, we're going to see. I mean, there's no Ranger fans that want to call, I guess. So um, you're just going to call it like it is. Like, I'm going to call it like I, like I feel. It's, again, if you want to talk about the Rangers, 515-605-9796. They're playing the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. The Tampa Bay Lightning. They're not going to go away that easy. It's going to go seven games. 
And waiting in the wings on top of that is Colorado Avalanche. They swept the West. I mean, they're resting. They're ready to go. I think it's going to be – I hope nobody's listening. No Ranger fans are listening. But if you are, call me up. I think it's going to be Colorado against Tampa Bay. It's going to be a fun series to watch. I think Colorado, well-rested, will win their, their first Stanley Cup in a while. They'll beat Tampa Bay um, in a great – I'm hiccuping – in a great series. But I think that the Ranger fans – are really nervous tonight. I really do. I think that they need, they're hoping that the Rangers come back and win the game in the Madison Garden. I think that without winning tonight, I think the series is over automatically. So we'll see where, what's, what happens. We'll see all the nervous Yankee, um, nervous Yankee, the nervous Ranger fans. Um, and if you want to talk about it, you can. Call up 515-605-9796. Um, the game starts in 20 minutes. We might still be on the air. We might not be. Um, depending on how it goes. But I will run to my TV to watch the Rangers lose. I mean, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, I, I say that I hate both teams. I really I am rooting for the Rangers, believe it or not, Frank. I am rooting for the Rangers. I'm sick and tired of the Tampa Bay Lightning. The last few years have been hard to watch because my New York Islanders have lost Game 7 after Game 7 last two years. I just want to see Tampa Bay out. I want to see the Rangers advance and then lose maybe in the finals. I think that's Nothing sweeter than losing in the finals. Um, unfortunately, you as a Devil fan have seen that happen too. Um, so it'd be, you know, it'd be good to see the Rangers advance to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning, to slay the Tampa Bay Lightning, um, something the Islanders couldn't do. And then uh, it'll be a fun series with against Colorado. But I think Colorado is rested. They're ready to go. They have good scoring, a lot of scoring. Um, I think that the Rangers or Tampa Bay are in trouble um, whoever faces the Rangers, to be honest with you. So, um, you know, that's the hockey playoffs. It's uh, If you want to call in, talk about anything and everything, uh, 515-605-9796. Um, am I missing anything about this series, Frank? Um, do you think that the Rangers are sweating, that they, they really need to win tonight because if they don't, the series is over? Um, you know, I was reading an article today, and there's, they're saying that the Rangers' odds are really stacked against them. You know, I was reading that um, I, this one article, it was saying that playing 14 games in the first two rounds is almost a guarantee mm-hmm. that a team will not win the Stanley Cup, much less advance to the final. So I don't know if that just has to do with, you know, it's a playing time and it just tires them out and – you saw Tampa was well-rested, and as you say, the Avalanche are going to be well-rested. They might be a little rusty in the first game like Tampa was, but um, once things start rolling on all cylinders, usually the better team rises to the top. Um, so we'll see what happens. It's, it's, it's a little bit more of a task for the Rangers. It, it looks good for them. They have two out of three at home the last uh, three games if they can get to game seven. Um but it's it, it's pretty tough with the amount of games uh, that they've been playing. I agree. And let's face it, if you're a sports fan of baseball, basketball, hockey, and football, the NHL playoffs are fun. The funnest, to, the more, the most fun to watch. Sorry about that. Oh, calm down. If Dave was here, <laughs> oh, he is here. <laughs> He's back. Baby. Um, it's back. Um, it's definitely the hardest um, tournament to win. There's a lot of, like, people that play with broken bones. Um, they play hurt. Um, they grow the play of beard. It's, the Stanley Cup, to me, 
is the hardest trophy to win. I don't care what you say, Dave. As I try to get my well, back on, Dave, it's clearly yeah. you, don't, you don't care what I say. But it's interesting, right? I just want to chime in for a second. Um, yeah. I see the show going completely off the rails with me not on there, by the way. Uh, but anyway, clearly. Um, so I'm listening to you talking about, and, and the way that you described hockey, right? The way that you described uh, the players and you know playing broken bones and stuff. You know what it actually reminds me of? It reminds me of the way yeah, that baseball was before our time, right? Because we're all relatively the same age. But, like, my dad would always talk to me about how guys would pitch with broken fingers, broken hands, two broken legs. You know, they'd be in full body cast, and they'd still be out there playing. And that toughness has gone away. That toughness doesn't exist anymore in baseball. Baseball is essentially a sport of weaklings. But hockey, if you think about it, you, you basically, if you're not willing to man up, so to speak, to, to take a shot at Todd's little uh, take that we did not air this week, you have to be yeah. able to play in those conditions, whatever conditions, because otherwise, I mean, nobody would be on the, on the ice, and let's be honest, you know, and it's just funny that football is another sport, but I say hockey is probably the most brutal of, of all American sports. So, I mean, what do you think about that, sir? Yeah, I thought you were going to actually say, you know, somebody wrestling with a, uh, a ripped pectoral muscle is good. Uh, he's just showing some guts. Well, we can definitely talk about that next week. If you want to talk about that, we can talk about that. But, I mean, but I was actually timing in on the hockey aspect of it. I, was, I actually wasn't thinking about wrestling. Yeah, we, we'll get to wrestling. If you want to stay online, you can. Um, we're talking right, hockey right now. Uh, again, if you want to call in, 515-605-9796 as I take a gulp of my drink. Um but, yeah, the Stanley Cup is not only the sweetest trophy, I think, but it's the hardest trophy to win. So the Rangers, if they um, even win, let's just say they win the series, they've got to win four more games to get to the finals, and they have to beat Colorado, who's ready to beat any team, I think. Um, Colorado has shown they're the best team in the hockey league. In the hockey league, that? that sounds like something that I would say. By the way, in the in the league that <laughs> plays hockey, uh, the Rockies, I mean, uh, the Colorado uh, Avalanche, as they say in France, are doing wonderful. Before so, we... prediction, I know you're not a Rangers fan. Ra- are the Rangers going to win yeah. all? Yes or no? I say yes, just because I hope to drown out. Wing it all? Team, but, uh, Wait, what was the question? Yes, all everything. What was the question? All. No, definitely win, not. They're not winning all. Family, are they going to bring Lord Stanley's WWE Championship home to Garden? That's what I'm going to <laughs> They are definitely not. Frank, you would have to agree they're definitely not winning at all. Yeah, I don't Maybe think not. so. I mean, yeah. at one point, it was 2 nothing Rangers, and the Rangers had a 2 nothing right. lead in Game 3. At that point, it was starting to look a little shaky for Tampa right there. But that was a killer loss that the Rangers had, 3-2 to two in that game, and that really turned it around. Um, it's going to be tough for them. You can make an argument that the killer loss was um, on Sunday or Saturday, Saturday when we went to watch the game at the bar, and the the, uh, the Rangers lost for about 23 seconds. The Rangers <laughs> gave a, a goal, and they lost 3-2. Do you remember that game? Is that is that that's a David question? No, that was Dave doesn't watch hockey. Do you remember a, that game that we went to watch at the? <laughs> yeah, that was a, definitely a free question. <laughs> okay. Do you um, remember they lost? Um, I thought the I, game was going to go into overtime. It right. didn't. Yep. Yeah, no, I agree. With you I mean, you that. could argue that. 
you could argue that that was the turning point of the series, that the Rangers should have won that game or should have at least went to overtime and tried to win the game, but they lost the game in regulation. And um, you can make an argument that that was... Yeah, no, yeah. you're right. About, yeah. yeah. So, so tonight, so, I thank you, Frank, for so, yeah. Sorry, Dave. No, sorry, I want to chime in real quick. Go. Ironically, I'm actually yeah, parked next to Trader Joe's, which reminds me of you because, you know, Trader. But anyway, ah. um, <laughs> so in 2006, I actually was at the um, – well, I don't know if it was 06, actually, I think about it. But I'm pretty sure it was 06. The Mets, yes, it was because the Mets were winning the NLCS, right? They were up two games for nothing. They had a 6 to nothing lead. They were playing at Chase Stadium, and I was actually at the field. I was at the stadium as my kids are talking while I'm doing the show, but that's besides the point. Sure gold, we do whatever. Show goes off the road. So I'm listening to this. I'm watching this. I'm there, and I'm feeling the excitement. Aaron Harlan's on the mound. I'm thinking the Mets are going to win it all. They're going to go to the World Series. This is going to be the year. They blow that game in fantastic Mets fashion, and then everything went off the rails. They ended up losing Andy Chavez's and catch. You all know the rest. Carlos Beltran watching the, you know, the knee-buckling curve from Adam Wainwright. Now, it reminded me, the reason I brought this up is because it reminds me of what Frank was, was uh, throwing out there with the Rangers, being up to nothing, and then leading the game to nothing, and then kind of falling apart. I know the series isn't over yet, but to me, that was, that was the moment that the Mets lost that series, which ultimately they ended up losing in seven games. So I'm wondering if that's going to be the same with the New York Rangers. Is that a Frank or me question? I'll tell you that's what a good I think. Point. No, that's, no, that's, a, that's a great throw it out there. I mean, yeah, Frank, yeah. What, whoever, I'm just throwing it out there. No, no, that's a great point. I mean, and Joe was talking about with Mariano Rivera in that, in that series against the Red Sox. It's sort of the same moment. They're up three games. They're winning the in game. In 4 You got Mariano on the mound. You know? Yes. It's like oh, it, 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 history could be so different in each of these cases that we're describing, and everybody would break right. down in the history books how dominant the Rangers were, how dominant the Yankees were. They swept Boston. The Rangers, they, they went up right. nothing on Tampa Bay. You know, and it just shows you that there could have been times in history where you, there are teams that are written in the history books as powerhouses, but they really right, were right. really close to it not being that way. Well, I can tell you this, Frank, you know, chiming in on that with the 06 Mets, I guarantee you, as, as Mark would say, I guarantee see, the fact of the fact that the numbers don't lie and Joe knows is true. The Tigers that year <laughs> were a joke. They got bombed in the World Series by the Cardinals who only won 82 games. If the Mets win that series, we're not having this conversation because the Mets would have been the champions in 06. You know, Joe and I would have been swimming in champagne, you know, and everything. We, we would have been having a wonderful time. And probably had a pure gold party that year, even though pure gold didn't exist. We would have started that year, but but that year the Mets just couldn't do it, and the Cardinals were destined to win. It's kind of like 2015, same thing with the Mets and the and the uh, um, what are they called, the Royals. I mean, the Mets could have won that series eight for ways, but they didn't, and the Royals were, I guess, were just destined to win. So, I mean, I'm I'm rooting for the Rangers. You know, I hope that they win, mainly because Joe doesn't like them. But the history books are something that's interesting. Sports is one of those things. For those of us who are sports fans, there's so many different occasions where, like, man, if only this had happened. Oh, Joe, 88 with the Mets. I mean, come on. One play here or there. Mets win that World Series in 88. Mets, the Mets dominated the Dodgers that year. They beat them in 10 games in the regular season, and then they couldn't get out of the NLCS with them. I mean, there's just so many different examples. 04 is probably the best example with the Yankees because, I mean, I was rooting for Boston, obviously, but honestly – I didn't think they had a chance of pulling off a game down 3 nothing, especially because nobody had right. done it. I mean, Frank, would, would you say 
out of the Yankee fan, why the Yankee fan, is that the most devastating loss that you, you've suffered, or is there anything else that you can compare it to? No, that that's the most devastating. With Mariano on the mound, about to close it out and about to, to sweep them. Right. You know, to sweep the them. And then, by the way, you think you're – you now, if you're Boston in that situation, you, you're trying to find something. You know, hey, let's try to win this game, and you yeah. never know. And and then they win the game, and obviously it turned the momentum. But as a Yankee fan, you're saying, how long does that momentum last? Does it last four right. games? Can they really do that? Or will it last two games or maybe three? And then the Yankees right. will come to their senses, which makes it so unbelievable. And it, and it is a rare thing, but it, it was a shocking thing. And it was also shocking that it was one of the biggest rivalries in all of sports. Right. And it had never happened up to that point. And I would say, honestly, the Yankees-Red Sox are the biggest rivalry in all of sports. And it, it was such a big deal because it was Boston. Now, if it was the uh, – I don't know, if it was Tampa Bay, you know, it, yeah, okay, it sucks if you're a Yankees fan, but that had to be a real kick in the – in the unmentionable, uh, the family jewels, as it were, because it, it's them, and they come back, and they win, and then they win the World Series on top. I mean, I would say, yep. though, Frank, I'm assuming that has to soften the blow a tiny bit, simply because if the if the Sox go come back three nothing from the three three uh, the Yankees being up three nothing, come back and win, and then they get swept in the World Series. I mean, you you gotta feel worse at that point than the fact that the Red Sox actually went and won the whole thing, and were just destined to, to be the champions that year. I mean, wouldn't you yes. agree, or, or am I off base? I agree with you. I know there's people that look at it differently. I always look at who did my team lose to. The next loss to the Celtics, right? right? So now if the, Celtics, right. if the Celtics go on to win it all, in my mind, damn, the, the Nets got such an unlucky draw in that first round because right. they, they just really lost to the champs. Now if Boston loses – I just say the Nets kind of suck, you know, in a way. <laughs> right, so, right. And, and that's what I've yeah. always thought. I mean, I, yeah. I agree. The reason I brought it up is because I know that I – the 06 loss with the Mets, it softened a little bit by the fact that the 82 win Cardinals went and and absolutely obliterated, you know, the Tigers that year because the Tigers were a joke. They had no business being in the World Series that year. I think I think that my uh, eight-year-old daughter's softball team would have destroyed them. You know, that's saying a lot. At that point, because I mean, they were just they were just chumps, and that makes the the loss for me. The flip side of it, man, the Mets could have won the World Series, but then at the same time, well, at least they lost to the eventual World Series champion. So I do feel like that that's got to soften the blow a little bit. And I, I wanted your perspective because obviously, you know, it, it's not the same as what, what I went through, but it's still. I mean, that that was history. That was a big deal. Yeah, the Yankees have won 147 World Championships. But that's got to be one of the, the worst losses in franchise history. Um, you know, my, my personal opinion, and Joe, if you could chime in on this real quick, we have this conversation a million times. 2000, the Subway Series, Timo Perez. I mean, if that play goes differently, don't you think that we're having a different conversation now? Everything just seems to I mean, tank after, after that play, sir. I mean, it just seems to go right down the toilet. If Todd Zeal hit that ball, like three inches a little more up. Yep. That's a home maybe, run, first of all. Maybe three. I, I hate Armando yep. Benitez for walking Paul Neal. I just cannot stand. Armando Benitez needs to get uh, into like, go to a different league or something. Because like, when you talk about 2000, I think about Armando Benitez. I think about Timo Perez. Oh, yeah. I think about Paul Neal working that walk. I just bad memories right now. Just bad ironically, memories. And, by the way. Ironically, the way that yeah, – hold on real quick. 
Simmons, the way that you feel about Paul, Paul O'Neill, excuse me, the way that you feel about Benitez, the way that my wife feels about Familia, I mean, it's been, it's been, I don't know, what, seven years? I mean, six, six years, you know, it's been, it's been years and years and years, and she still talks about him. By the way, she says, uh, Kelly just chimed in on the other line. She says she feels the same way about Todd as, as uh, my wife feels about, yeah. um, about Familia, and you feel about Benitez, just throwing that out there. Now, I now, thought Dave, that's where you, you were going. Up. I thought you were going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You brought up the uh, – Dave just brought up the the Subway series. And, Joe, you asked me to get right. a couple of stats for you. So I got these stats. I just want to read them real quick. So 1999, 1999 was the first year that the Mets and the Yankees were in the playoffs at the same time, which is kind of hard to believe. Right. Very hard. Now, now that set the stage for the following year, which turned out to be 2000, the Subway Series. If we look right. at the the games after 60 games played, which is right around where we are now, the Mets and the Under Yankees 500. had identical identical records. They had 34 and 26 was both of their records. What? 566 winning percentage after 60 games. Compare that to this year. So there you have they both had a 566 winning percentage, 34 and 26. This year the Mets have a 644 winning percentage after around 60 games, and the Yanks have a 714, which is ridiculous right now. Except one thing, Frank, the Yankees don't have Mariano Rivera. They need Mariano. No, but then again, Joe, nobody has Mariano. I mean, as much as, as much as we dislike the Yankees, if you if you really look at it, guys, in the history of baseball, Mariano is in a class all honestly. He's in a stratosphere all on his own. If anybody should have been, you know, the what is it, the first uh, all time, the first ever unanimous. I mean, I've, I've had this thing with the Hall of Fame forever. It's a joke that some guys get voted against. I mean, Mariano should have gotten there with one hundred eighty nine thousand percent. I mean, everybody on the planet uh-huh. should have voted for him number one. But the guy was the guy was almost almost unbeatable. Nobody I think it was one, has been I even think it was near one that. Vote, right? I, David, I yeah, think it, it was, was like one vote. vote. Yeah. yeah, because Griffey, Griffey was the first guy to get in unanimously, which I love Ken Griffey Jr. I love him. Great player. One of the best ever. But, I mean, I think Henderson should have gone in. How do you vote against Jeter? I mean, how do you vote against Tom Seaver? How do you vote against, you know, any anybody getting into the Hall of Fame? Any of these guys. I mean, obviously there's some players who, yeah, I get it. Um, you know, like Bill Mazurowski, but when you talk about the elite of the elite, the great of the great, you know, how do you vote against these guys, honestly? But my point is that nobody has anybody like Mariano because he's always been in the top on his own. Joe, as a Mets fan, how awful have our coaches? Franco stinks. I love John Franco. He's awful. Benita stinks. Um, Mel Rojas stunk. Familia stinks. Billy Wagner wasn't any good when he came here. He was great in Houston. But then, you know, Sandman got in his head because that was Mariano's song in New York. And that was a whole big mess. I mean, nobody, you know, anybody you can think of, Diaz, any closer, insert name here, none of them. So the Yankees can still outpower, outmaneuver, do whatever, but they're not going to have that ace in the hole. Chapman, I mean, come on. Chapman is closer to Franco than it's a Rivera, let's be honest. I mean, what about Dennis Cook and Turk Wendell? What do you think about them? I mean, I love Turk Wendell and the way he used to skip over the over – the, the line because of bad luck and stuff, but come on. I mean, he's no, he's no, uh, you know, Goose Gossage. He's no Dennis Eckersley. He's no, uh, you know, Michael Scott. I mean, they, you know, these are the great of the great, the elite of the elite. Let's be real. You know, he's no Dwight Schrute. Let's, let's be real. 
the point is that you mentioning that the, that the Yanks don't have Mariano, I mean, nobody has Mariano. Look, look at what a disaster, what an abomination the Mets bullpen has been this year. I mean, the Mets, the Mets could probably be, what's their record? They're about 38-21-ish. Mets could be like 60-0 and 0 at this point if their bullpen was even halfway decent. Because every one of these games that they've lost has been a disaster from the bullpen. But, I mean, I just wanted to throw that in there. Give me, uh, do you think the Mets regret not resigning Hand? Do you think the Mets regret not signing, re-signing Hands? He went to oh, Philly, I, I thought that was a bad move. I, I mean, you know, you've always said yeah. that the relievers essentially are just guys, you know, you, you can't tell year to year, but I think that was a bad move. I mean, there's a lot of bad moves to go around. I mean, bringing Diaz here originally, bringing him back, you know, bringing Familia back for a second, third duty when they did – Look at Lugo. Lugo was a, was an awesome reliever, and now the guy the guy stinks. Can't pick you out of wet paper bag half the time. You just never know with relievers. Right. You can never really tell. So, you know, it, it's definitely it's definitely tough. But, you know, I think the Yankees can make some noise this year. I think the Mets ultimately can. I know that they haven't been playing up to their competition right now, but they still have a lead in the NL East, and they can still win. You know, I mean, heck, I hope the Rangers win. I hope the Mets win. I hope the Warriors win. No, I say don't. I don't like the words. I just don't want Joe to be happy, but that's the third point. Thank you. We didn't even talk. I like you're, you're still on my thunder because I still didn't even talk about the Celtics and being the finals and being two games away from the championship. I want to get to that, uh, but you know, you said that the biggest rivalry, as I recall, because you said a lot, um, was that uh, Boston Red Sox against the New York Yankees. Yes. Yes. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. I'm sorry. If I'm not going to be on my phone, I have to say this now. I got to talk okay. about that. Um, and this yeah, is one of my, my big nuggets that I wanted to share. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a question. I'm going to ask you a series of questions, Joe, and you're going to answer them, okay? Who is widely considered so. the greatest quarterback of all time? The greatest quarterback of all time, I would say, is Tom Brady. Yes. What did, who would you say has won more Super Bowls than any franchise in football history? One man has won more championships say, than any franchise. Who is that? Is it the Patriots? No, no. I said one man has won more Super Bowls oh. than any franchise. Then, yeah, Tom Brady again. Okay. Who is the oldest quarterback to win a Super Bowl? Tom Brady. Yes. Who, who is widely considered the best ever, not just not just quarterback, but essentially the greatest football player of all time, who was also a pretty good baseball player, by the way. Did you know that? You know his answer? Bo Jackson? Um. No, Tom Brady. Uh, and here's my oh. point. Who is – you're going to love this, sir. There's a, there's a question for the last one. Who is both a Boston Celtics fan and a fan <laughs> – of the Los Angeles Lakers, one guess. Last name. Don't tell me Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Yeah. Get here. He is, I know he's a Yankee fan. Edward Brady. He, he's a full Yankee fan, but yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know. No, he's from Boston, or he's from the Boston area originally. He went to school, um, right. obviously, definitely, maybe, in California, and he considers himself a fan of both the Celtics and the Lakers. So he must be torn this year not wanting his beloved Celtics to break the record that they have, the tie-breaking record, of course, 
with his beloved Lakers. Uh, any thoughts on that, sir? Yeah, if that's true, then you're a fraud, Tom Brady. You can't root for the Celtics and the Fakers. You, you just can't. That's like rooting for the, the Rangers and the Islanders. That doesn't happen. Um, almost like the Yankees and the Mets. Um, I just, oh, if, if that's just true, what are you telling me? Go ahead, sorry. No, no, I say it is. It is true. Okay. I, I looked it up. I was doing, I was doing research on Tom Brady uh, the other day because I saw something about him, so I wanted to throw that in there. But, uh, sir, uh, with that, I shall bid you adieu. You have a wonderful rest of the evening. You and Frank, of course. You too. And Frank the Tank. You're my boy, Blue, and I will talk to you guys next week. All right, Dave. Thanks. Feel better. Have a good one. So that was that was Dave that wants to be on every show. He's an eagle man. I mean, that's what the tagline is. That's what the intro is. I mean, he likes to be on every show. He's not feeling too great. That's the fifth wall. But he wants to be on the show. So he wants to be on the show. He wants to be on the show. That's fine. Uh, I was going to ask him. I'm as well as Frank at this point before we take a a, a little break with Todd. To take a couple old ones. Um, who spray painted their hair orange? Orange. Would that be Dennis Rodman? Oh, Tom Brady. (laughs) 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 He he spray paints his hair orange to raise money for charity, for some kind of charity. So he sprays his his hair orange, and I just thought that would be cute that we were talking about Tom Brady. I think every answer that the questions were were Tom Brady, so I figured why not throw that fact in there. Who sprays Mm -hmm. their hair orange? Tom Brady. So, good. Um, so, when we okay, hey Frank, I have to play this before we take a break. I play it for two reasons: the Ranger game is about to get underway if it hasn't yet, and the Yankees are losing three to one in the bottom of the first inning against the Twins. So, to your Yankees, to the New York Rangers, I say. Going on here with the twins, it's looking like. <laughs> well, it's so early. I mean, you can't win every game. What do you want to win? Like, what are they, 40 and 15? What do you want to go, 55 and 0? I mean, come on, they got to lose some games sometimes. Right. I mean, they're not the. Right. Uh, they can't be the Boston Celtics. Anyway, so um, they wanted me to wait on Todd's take uh, that he just did yesterday until next next week so we could talk about it, debate it. Whoever wants to talk about it, that'd be great. Uh, but, Frank, uh, you have some old Todd's takes just to um, kill some time. So, again, it's 515-605-9796. Call about anything you want. But I want to talk about my team after we get back from the break. Go ahead. Frank. All right. Hi, everybody. It's me, Todd. It's been quite a while since we hey, last spoke. I hope you and your family and friends are all well. Now that we seem to have been spit out the other side of the global panic known as pandemic. So much has happened. We have so much to discuss. Where to begin? Well, let's start with a little recap. We'll go back a few years and just catch everybody up. We had an orange clown in the White House for a term. That was fun. We traded that for a stuttering, faculty-failing, creepy old child sniffer. And you can decide for yourself which is worse. That's not up to me. That's up to you. And with that said, let's actually expound on that thought for a moment. The world has always been a difficult place, especially for opinions. We're polarized into this or that. There's no middle ground. 
It started eons ago with that tribe mentality that we still carry today. Those people over there have red hair. We have black hair. We don't like the red hairs because we like black hairs. Religion, your God is weak. My God is strong. Country versus country. Even sports. I don't like that Philly team. I like the team that's local to me, and so on. Left or right, vax or not to vax, the Constitution. No matter which side of history you choose to be on, it's the choice that's the problem. Why must there only be this or that? What to do? If I make a choice my family or friends might not agree with me, then what? I choose to believe in common sense. My father used to say that common sense was not so common, and in today's world, he couldn't have been more correct. I won't be told to think a certain way or dress in terms I don't believe in. I have always made my own path, and I think you should too. Don't let outside influences manufacture your intellect. You still have the right to it, and you should exercise that right every day, lest it be taken. I'm Todd. That was good. Do you have one more? All right, we're going to go, in, we're going to go into another one. Go ahead. This is Alicia from WSU Wrestling, and you need to tune into Pure okay. Gold every week, the best talk radio out there. So make sure you listen to me and other guests at puregoldpg.com. Hi, everybody. It's me. It's Todd. I'm back again. I guess I did all right last week since the guys had me on for another segment. There's so much yep. drama and volatility in the nation, not to mention the world right now, and I want to shove my opinions down your throat about all of it. But this week, I thought we'd keep it on the lighter side. So next week, I'll get off on another rant. Let's talk about something that has become far less volatile with Americans as of late. Let's talk about sports. So the NFL just had its annual draft, and for most teams and their fans, hope springs eternal. With each new year, the hopes of turning around a beleaguered franchise or continuing to build upon a champion captures the imagination of a nation. Well, at least the fans of sports, anyway. But if you are on that other side of winning, like the fellas and I are, due to the professional teams we all root for, I have a question for you all to ponder as you listen. When is it too early to start to believe? Is there a time when it's too early? When your team is in first place in the division with a mere third of the games played, can you start to puff out your chest? Can you start to talk a little smack with your friends and coworkers? This fella says, yes, absolutely. You talk that mess. For years, you've waited for your team to turn it around and be more than just competitive. You want them to be winners. Happiness, like all emotions, is fleeting. So have at it. There's joy in wins, and most of us have earned a moment to bask in that joy. It's never too early. We believe. We believe in comebacks. Enjoy. For August is looming like a dark cloud on the distant horizon, and with it comes the Atlanta Braves. And then all of our revelry will be... Taken. This is Todd, and that's my take. Very good. I, those are my two favorite ones. This week is a little interesting because I didn't really understand it. We want to talk about it next week, so we will. 
Uh, we'll talk about next week. Uh, again, we'll have next week. We'll have uh, Mark Hayford, who's an inspiration, inspir- inspirational speaker. Easy for, for me to say. Um, it's five one five six zero five nine seven nine six. What's interesting is that I understand it. I think Kelly has her views on it. Uh, maybe we'll hear about it, but Dave definitely wants to talk about um, this take that Todd had the other day, um, yesterday. So it's interesting. So um, I don't know, Frank, if you ever heard this one, but um, let me see if I can find it real fast. Um, listen to this. What's up, everyone? This is Bright Lights Jared Foster, the man of a thousand bulbs and Mr. Entertainment himself, a reoccurring guest, nonetheless, on Pure Gold Radio. And what I want you to do is check out my friends, Dave and Joe, as they deliver nonstop entertainment week after week with amazing guests discussing everything from wrestling and sports to entertainment. You name it, it's talked about, and it's only talked about in one place. Pure Gold Radio, and you can find them at puregoldpg.com. That's puregoldpg.com. Well, I mean, he he talks about wrestling, so we gotta get it out there. We have we have from a date when we uh, talk to like four guys. I was thinking about doing a roundtable. We'll have somebody from uh, that used to own a wrestling promotion. We'll talk about a future wrestler. We'll talk about somebody that wrote for a website. I think it's just important that we talk about, let's talk, about, talk about old school wrestling, somebody that's turning 40 that wants to talk about wrestling. I think that would be a good show. I think that would be easily two hours of um, – and we can take a break once in a while, but I think that that would be a good show. I think that's what people are looking for. Um, you know, if you want to call in and talk about wrestling too, you can um, at any time. It's 515-605-9796. Uh, Frank is with me. Uh, Dave's under the weather, unfortunately. Uh, but he'll be back next week. Uh, we can talk more next week together. We'll talk about some debates that I want to talk about. Like, uh, you want to definitely talk about Seth versus Cody Rhodes, uh, Sunday night, Hell in the Cell. Should he have wrestled? Should he, not? Should he have not wrestled? Um, we'll talk about other things, too, as I'm looking at my sheets here. But let's get to the main event right now because it's already 813. Um My Boston Celtics. What can you say about my Boston Celtics other than... I am on cloud nine right now. I love the fact that Dave's not here because he'd be ripping me every two seconds. The Celtics are two games away from a championship. That is so good. I love it. I mean, last time they were they won a championship was 2008. That's like 14 years ago. Um, they had, you know, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen. This time they have Jason Tatum, uh, Smart, and Brown, Horford, um, they have a complete package. They play great defense. I mean, Frank, you know that this – I mean, I don't want you to jump on the bandwagon just for jumping on the bandwagon, but this team is complete. They deserve the championship. They, they, they beat Golden State last night, and they beat them convincingly. Even though Golden State took a one-point lead because they played good in the third quarter, the Celtics came back and won the game. So they take a 2-1 to lead. And they're, as Bon Jovi, uh, never mind, as a famous artist would say, we're halfway there. Oh, living on a prayer. Frank, just tell me how, sure. how great this team is. Please tell me. Uh, all right. I, a couple questions popped in my head there. Um, yeah, go ahead. Just to, you know, just to ask you first, not to take the air out of your, your sale here, but if you put that oh, 2018 oh. against this team, what, what team do you think is better? The 2008 Celtics or the 2022 Celtics? 
a good I, one, right? I, I'll let you think I, about I feel like, that. Yeah. And um, the other the other thing I just want to throw out there is what is it about that team in the third quarter? You know, what is it about? The Golden State Warriors. Yeah, the Warriors. Like, what's the deal with that? Like, I, I've been noticing it. Every announcer mentions it. It happens all the time. And it's funny. It's like, um, like I could see if it was the fourth quarter, right? You say, okay, they're more conditioned. You know, they the other team's out of gas. And they're just conditioned to go longer, but it's the third. So, you know, it's just a strange um, – I don't know what it is about that third quarter in that team. But, uh, yeah, I'll let you go. Yeah, with the I don't know if this too. I don't really know if it's just this year that's the third quarter or they've been – their signature move is that the third quarter is when they turn on, um, if, or if it's just this year. If it is just, just this year, then – Things are going to be different tomorrow night. Um, I can tell you that the Celtics, when the Celtics want to step on your throat, they'll step on your throat. They're going to go up three to one tomorrow night, and then at that point, I think that's going to. I think Golden State probably wins Game Five. I think Game Six is when the Celtics win the championship, um, and on their home court, I think it's going to be a blowout. I think that we take one game at a time. Obviously, definitely, maybe, clearly, obviously, but the fact. I mean, to answer your question, to go back. I, I think that this team is a little better than let, uh, to 2008 because they just have so much balanced scoring and they play such a good defense. I'm not saying that 2008 they didn't play good defense, but this team, you saw them, a prolific scoring team like Golden State Warriors were shut down 16 points in game one. So the Celtics did what they, did what they had to do. They, they, they took a split against Golden State in Golden State, and now they're in the driver's seat. I mean, I'm going to be yeah, so I say, happy. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. Joe, I, I didn't see that happening. And that 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 last um, in the fourth quarter when they, they they outscored them, I think it was like 40 to 16 or something around there. Before that quarter right. started, anybody mm-hmm. watching, anybody that knows anything about basketball, that game was over. You know, that game was over. Um, yeah. Reggie Miller was not going to lose with that with that lead going into the fourth quarter, and not only did they lose, they got destroyed in the fourth quarter. So I mean, at I know home. there was a lot of three, at home. There was, yeah at home, and there there was a lot of three pointers hit there, which was amazing by the Celtics. And um, I just remember thinking going into that quarter, the game's pretty much over. There's no way they're going to come back, but they they came back in like flying colors. So yeah, that was a that was a shocking turn of events there. That was not expected. And if the if the Celtics do win this next game, even if somehow they end up losing Game Five and Game Six, I really don't think they're going to lose the series. Even if they have to do it in Game Seven, I just can't see Boston losing three games in a row. So if they go up three to one, I think it's it's going to be Celtics. Sure. Yeah. I, I, the bottom line is that if the Celtics do win tomorrow night, they're going to either end it in five or six. I I mean, anybody that takes Golden State, <clears throat> your brother, um, is just not watching basketball this year. They have The Celtics have such a complete team that Tatum doesn't have to score 40 points. Like, you have balanced scoring. You got Brown. You got Hor- Horford. You got Smart. Um, even White uh, contributes. So, um, you must have hated the fact that they got swept, but I mean, when the facts are the facts, like David say, and the numbers don't lie, um, you were just not a good team compared to the Celtics. 
I mean, the Nets do have some superstars, and you saw Irving, Irving and Durant. You saw them playing, and you saw almost the, the the resolution in their eyes. Like you know, after losing a few games and going down in the third game, like going down in, in game in the third game, there, it was almost like they're so good, but they're like, you know what, we're just overmatched as a team here, and as good as they are, because they're superstars, both of those guys. Um. Yeah. They couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. And and, and from that moment what? on, I knew that the Celtics were really strong, really strong. And even against the Heat, I felt like they were going to beat the Heat. So, um, yeah, no, I think that they have a really good chance of winning it all. Actually, at this point, I don't know if they're favored at this point, but I would put them ahead right now. How can you not be favored when you have the home court advantage, the way they play last night, Curry rolled his ankle because – Apparently, there was a scrum on the, in the fourth quarter, and here is his ankle. Clay Thompson was on fire last night, and they still lost by 12 or 13 points. I forget exactly what the score was. Um, the Celtics will not lose tomorrow night. Uh, if they lose tomorrow night, it's only because they got lazy and they decided not to, to let up uh, on the gas. I think that now is the time to step on the Golden State's throat, go up 3-1. Okay, you're playing with house money, um, game five in Golden State. You come back, you win a championship. Jason Tatum becomes that megastar that we hope he's going to be. Um, but this team, I, I, I want to check. Uh, I have to check uh, if there's free agents on the board. Um, Brown, Horford, um, Smart. Those are key, key, key elements to the team, um, not just Tatum. It's not Tatum's team, really. I mean, yes, it is in terms of, like, you know, saying that Jason Tatum is the leader, but – if you watch the games, he doesn't have to score 40 to win the game. Um, he scores 25. Horford scores 10. Smart scores 25. And then Brown scores about 30. Last night, Brown could not be stopped in the first quarter. If you if you saw the shots he was making, he was ready to win, and he was ready to, to wash away game, game two. I just think that the team is ready to win championship, and I hope, I really hope, that we have some callers when they do win a championship. I just, I hate to be frontrunners. I want to talk about the team now, uh, while the team is still up two to one, as opposed to winning a championship. But again, if you want to call and talk about the Celtics after they won the championship, that's fine. Five one five six zero five nine seven nine six. I just want to let you know, Frank. I don't want you to be mad, um, but I invited a certain person that has been watching the finals or actually the whole NBA playoffs uh, to my house tomorrow night. Did invite you because I. Felt like that's a bad vibe. You know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah. <laughs> I do. Yeah. So we're going to see if he comes to watch the game. If he doesn't come to watch the game because he has something to do at home, that's fine. I'll just text him throughout the night. But it's a Friday night. I figured why not invite him over. Um, I'm not going to watch the game at <clears throat> your boss' house uh, because I just I don't like the vibe there. I think that the Celtics are, winning, are going to win the championship with me and this person that has been watching the games. Maybe even he calls in. Next week, by then, next week, the 16th, I believe, is next week. By then, the Celtics are going to win the championship. They're going to win. One, they're going to have one more championship than the Fakers, which makes me very happy. I don't like LeBron James. I don't like the Lakers. So it'd be good. The Lakers, um, the Lakers, the Celtics are favored three and a half points. Um, if you look at ESPN, you'll see that they're favored by three and a half. If it goes higher, four and a half, five and a half, six and a half, I don't like the Celtics' chances, believe it or not. I like it when it's three and a half, two and a half. Um, for some reason, it's been a weird year with that. Like the Celtics do not cover 
do not win games when it's more than three and a half. So stay at three and a half, please. Um, we need to stay at three and a half because I think that the Celtics will show tomorrow again why they're the best team. I've been telling this one person, I don't know if, I, if you remember if I told you, but it'd be Golden State against the Boston Celtics in the finals and the Boston Celtics will win a title. Yeah, you did tell me that. I remember that. And you were you were on the Celtics. You know, I really quick, Joe, I had a question. I was watching the game last night. Yeah, good. What did you think about that? What do you uh, think about that technical foul? That technical foul. Do you remember? Which uh the one that the one that Curry did you mean a flagrant foul or technical? I think it was a flagrant foul. Flagrant, yep. No, you're right. The flagrant. What do you think about that? I was kinda shocked at first, but then after like doing a little research on the reasoning it kinda makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you look at it, they go by the rules. Uh, but Curry, that was a seven or eight, I think it was a seven-point play. He scored a three, he got fouled, got that in, and then he got a flagrant foul, and then got the, the ball back. So that's a big swing. That's, that's part of the third-quarter contribution that the Golden State Warriors um, like to, you know. When they took a one-point lead, I, still got, I started to get a little nervous. I was like, what is going on here? What the Warriors are coming back, and not only are they coming back, but they're that one-point lead. The Celtics were up by 17, I think, or 15. I think they need to step on the throat. They need to. The one thing I want to say too is that Draymond Green is such an agitator. He reminds me of I don't know who he reminds me, of, but he loves to get in your head. But you know what? Guess what? He can get in the Celtics' head. The Celtics know that he's just there to agitate them because. He should, he should have got a technical foul a couple of times uh, yesterday. I saw it. Uh, so, Draymond Green, you're, you're a loser. Golden State Warriors, Steve Kerr, who are very left-oriented. I just uh, – there's everything that about the Golden State Warriors I don't like at all. I mean, the Boston Celtics, they play hard. They're team, they play team ball. There's no iso ball, what I call iso ball. That means that – when we dribble up, only one person dribbles up and then shoots. I just don't like that. And don't forget, Frank, too, Kyrie Irving was a Boston Celtic, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you were, that's right. And just before you were mentioning agitators and who it reminds you of, and, and there's one guy that popped in my head, and that was Claude Lemieux for the Devils. It was constantly, um, <laughs> if you remember, on those championship Devils teams, he was always uh, – instigating and keeping guys off their game. So I see the place for it. Girl sports, number two. But yeah. Yep. Um, number 22? Yeah, I believe that was, was number, number 22. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget him. I'll, I'll never forget, by the way, you, you speak of Colin Mew. I'll never forget the time that we, me and you went to go see the Stanley Cup in person. How in love, I, at least I was, to see the Stanley Cup in person. Um, I think Dennis for giving us uh, the opportunity to go see the Stanley Cup. I think it's the best trophy. To have your name on it forever is just something that fascinates me. I love the way it looks. Um, Did they mistreat it? Uh, Yeah, everyone mistreats it after you win the Cup, but it's such a beautiful trophy. It's a hard trophy to win. It's just, everything about it is just, it's it's so good. And I think you have to give it back to the original after every year. So Tempe Lightning, I believe, had to give back there's the Stanley Cup, the Stanley Cup, back to the NHL because you don't get to keep that trophy. That's another thing that I like is that you don't get to keep it forever. I think that's pretty cool. Is that, is that the World Cup's not like that, right? I know David's going to no, love this conversation. No. The, World, the World Cup <laughs> is uh, keep it, a keeping trophy or 
I think it is, right? Yeah, it is. It is. Um, yeah. Speaking of the World Cup, I do not want to see Brazil. I, I I had Mark on before. I don't want to see Germany. Don't need it. Don't want it. No. I, I I don't know what I'm mad more mad at. The fact that Germany and Brazil are in the World Cup, or the fact that Italy is not in the World Cup. Um, I'm going to root for Portugal. I mean, that's the bottom line. I have to root for Portugal. I I hope they get to the finals. I hope that Ronaldo wins this uh, World Cup. Um, that's the only rooting interest that I really have, other than I root against Brazil. I root against um, Germany. Don't want to see them. Italy has, I think, four World Cups. I think Germany has four, and Brazil has five, I think, or six. Five or six. Um, so, you know, the fact that Italy's not there, we have to wait another four years. Yeah. Don't need that. So, please, even like France, I, hear, I keep hearing that France is the favorite to win the World Cup. I think that it would be good to see them win another one because they only have two at that point. They won't have as many as Germany, as Brazil, or Italy. So we'll talk about the, uh, we'll try to talk about the World Cup. Uh, we'll try to talk about the World Cup, um, you know, as we get on the uh, later in the year. But uh, it's going to be yeah, it's going to be August, August, Yeah, August sixth. Um, August sixth. Yeah. 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 Um, real fast, it's, we're coming up to 8.30, and the game has start walking. So I want to talk to this caller. So um, I believe your name is Andrea um, on the line. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, this is the Andrea that's on the pure gold alias that never responds to, like, 5,000 texts that we try to improve the show. Yes? Yes, that is correct. <laughs> I know this person. <laughs> You know this person. I think I, I think this person actually lives with me, but I'm not 100 sure. I'm gonna find out after this show's over. I'm gonna find out if this person actually lives with me. Um, so, thank you for the call, by the way. Uh, but I do have an important question for you that we always debate about things, um, you know, Republican, Democrat, gun control. So I have an important question for you. If you're ready to debate me, um, it, unless you think, unless you agree with me, then it's a moot point. But are you ready to to debate this one question I have? Uh, depends. Is it debatable? I think uh, this it, is going to be a 49ers question. It's not a 49ers question. All right. Just, um, just tell me, just take a deep breath and say, I am ready. I'm ready. Okay. What do you think? Is it sauce or is it gravy? Go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it is depends on what's in it. <laughs> okay. If there's meat in it, it's what? There's meat in it, it's gravy. Because only meat can make gravy. I agree. Thank God Ralph is not listening right now because he would say it's always sauce. Um Frank, by the way, while we have uh Andrew on the on the call, what do you think? It's sauce or gravy? <laughs> I'm just going by what I grew up with, and um, it was it was always gravy. But I understand your point. I definitely understand the the gravy meat connection. But I know there was a part of Italy, um, not sure, maybe the north, where they called it gravy, and it, it somehow made its way over to to America that way. But I do also know that my friend at work, who's Italian, and her whole life it's been sauce. 
Oh, well, I really good. think it, it depends where where you're where you're coming from, what part of Italy you're coming from. You mean like Uranus versus Napoli or something? <laughs> okay. Exactly. <laughs> I guess not. Um, <laughs> so um, we really do appreciate your call, Andrea. I think it's important to date things like that. I mean, there's important things in life, but nothing comes more important than gravy versus sauce, I think. Um, you know, it's almost like what came first, the chicken or the egg? We'll never know. You don't know? <laughs> I said we'll never know. Yes, I did. You'll never know. What do you What do you think, though? You have to have a, an opinion on something. No, I think some things are best left as a mystery. <laughs> okay, we'll get off the debates because obviously you don't want to debate me right now. But um, so it's eight thirty two. It's pure that. gold. It's, Dave's not feeling so good. It's Frank has been on the show. Help me along the way. It's five one five six zero five nine seven nine six. I do have a couple more things before I let you go, Andrea. Um, you like to shop? Yes or no? Uh, it depends. Yes, but depends on what. <laughs> <laughs> is there any sale? Like, is there any sales that like people should know about? I know that you always get packages at the door. I feel like the Amazon guy, the FedEx guy, the UPS guy should live. Like, we have a spare bedroom. They should live here at this point. But do you think that – is there any sales that you can think of that people should know about? I think this weekend is uh, every outlet in New Jersey is having a massive sale. It's like an outlet weekend. Are you going to one? Andrea, are you going to that? Uh, to an outlet weekend, perhaps. Oh, God. Don't forget we have to be somewhere tomorrow night, and then Sunday <laughs> Sunday is um, Blank Blank Day. It's when we celebrate our town. I don't know where you're going to find time to go to this outlet thing. I, I really don't. Yeah, I don't know. It'll remain a mystery until we get there. I like the mystery. Does Sabrina want to go? Yeah. Does Sabrina want to go? The Amazon box yeah. situation sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Completely. Well, then you can move in, Frank. I mean, I'll move out. You can move in, and then we'll be one big happy family. How's that? So, Joe, you, you, you is Sabrina uh, on? The, you, is Sabrina by you by chance? Okay, sorry. Okay, no. Where is she? Studying. Oh, she's studying. That's right, because in our town, next Friday is the last day of school. All the finals are, um, you know, um, all the finals are next week, even though there's half days. Um, so good luck to Sabrina. Thank you for the call, Andrea. Um, I just wanted to thank you for calling in. We've had, like, what, two or three callers at most, I guess, because I'm doing the show by myself. People are like, I'm not calling that show. I don't need to talk to him. I need to talk to Dave. Um, but if you want to call, you still got time. You still do. It's 515-605-9796. Again, Andrea, thank you. Good luck to Sabrina on her final exams. Thank you. Have a good evening. You too. Thank you. That was a lovely and talented Andrea who gets Amazon boxes, UPS boxes um, daily. Uh, like, I guess you do too, Frank, but uh, I'm just joking. Um, it's good to see if you need something. If you need something, if you want something, 
As long as you're not spending more money than you're making, then it's fine. I mean, that's what I've come to learn. It's just important that we we enjoy life as it is and we don't, like, be frugal with our money. There's no reason to be frugal with our money. I'm sure that you constantly buy things from FedEx, from Amazon. Yes? Yeah, well, it makes it it's easier. Like, in the, in the old days, back in when I was a little a little guy, I used to um, go shopping. You know, you go shopping a lot. You hit the malls more often. Now you end up saving time. You end up saving gas. You end up saving everything. And, you know, it might seem like you're getting a lot of boxes, but, but back then it was more you're shopping, right? You're going to the mall. You're going to Target, well, wherever, Sports Authority. You're going for food. You're going for everything. Now it's more like more than half of that stuff seems to be coming in the mail for free. I mean, for a, for a yearly fee. But um, right. I think that's why it seems like a lot, but it's just you just change the way you're getting things. That's the way I look at it. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, even I order things from Amazon. I have a bunch of hats in my studio right here. I got the Mets, the Jets, the Islanders, the Jet, the Celtics, especially the Celtics. I got a Woodridge hat. Oops. Uh, I got a PG hat. So I have a lot of hats here. I still want to get a Make America Great Again hat. I want to get a, a Batman hat. Um, I just want to have hats all over the place because I have enough belts uh, to last a lifetime here as I look. Uh, but yeah, I just I think that's pretty cool to have uh, a bunch of hats that I can look at uh, and we re- reminded that these teams are the teams I root for and uh, hopefully the Celtics get number 17. Uh, but Frank, say if you if you can, um, I'm gonna throw some things at you uh, and then we'll end the show. But um, sure. what do you think? Can I throw some? Can I throw? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Okay. So. Um, you were working yesterday, so you had no idea, but I saw a commercial, started laughing. I was like, are you kidding me? I don't want to talk about my opinion because everyone has their own opinion and things, but Jimmy Kimmel had the president of the United States on, and whether you like him or you don't like him, I just don't understand why he goes on to Jimmy Kimmel. Um, of course, you know, Fox and every other station was ripped by Jimmy Kimmel. Um, I think rightfully so. You know, he talked about inflation for a few minutes. Do you think a president of the United States should go on a comedy show or should go on a serious show at this point? I don't really necessarily see anything wrong with uh, him going on the show. It's just that I don't feel like anyone's genuine anymore. Like, I feel like everything's kind of scripted and and they're looking for certain outcomes. Whereas, you know, I just wish, like, it was, like, where, you know, everybody was independent of themselves and they didn't come into it with any kind of viewpoints. I know it's hard to do, but when, when you're an interviewer, that that's just, that's the stance you're supposed to take. Right. And you're supposed to come at it from that angle, but it just seems like I saw, I heard some clips and there was really nothing that I got out of it. Like it was just like, kind of like you knew what was going to happen and it happened. Whereas even in a not so distant past, I mean, there were, presidents that went on and, and you got like a like funny things happen like i remember i don't remember if it was kimmel but like somebody running their hands through trump's hair and like is that real you know like just moments that were funny and um and then some some tough questions too but it, from both sides it just seems like it, it's hard to 
I get that. I really wish that was back where it was just like the media was kind of like on their own instead of kind of looking for an outcome and, and just kind of getting there. And again, we, we, we can talk off the air. We know where we stand. Um, we can talk about that. But I, the only thing I question is that should a president go on a show like Jimmy Kimmel and talk about try to be funny when the country is not doing too well? I mean, you got inflation. You got to pay ten dollars a gallon for gas. Right. We don't even talk about that really. That's all. So that makes a lot of sense. um, Like I could see going on the show at certain times, but you're right. It's pretty tough right now. Um, So. You know, if I, if I was him, it probably wouldn't have been the first thing that I did. You know, I might have no. done other things. You know, I would have maybe went on a more serious show and talked about the issues and how I'm thinking of solving them and and, and something like that. But, um, you know, there hasn't been many interviews. So I'm, I know there was a lot of people just kind of curious to see how it was going to turn out because, um, you know, there hasn't been a lot of interviews. So uh, we'll see how things go. Um in the future. Yeah, the one thing that really made me mad was that right off the get-go, Jimmy Kimmel is playing uh, Fox videos about how Kennedy, about Laura Ingram, about um, t- some of the people that are on the show on Fox, and how disgruntled they are with the president being on Jimmy Kimmel. Well, it's rightfully so, to be honest with you. Like, you should not be going on a comedy show when the country – like. He talks about how the economy is doing the best. It's doing great. It's the best economy. Meanwhile, the the market today lost 600 points. Like, I don't know if that's good or not. Like, I feel like uh, under a different president, we're doing much better. I just feel like this – we have we have two things. We have hypocrisy from the, the left, which I don't like. Like, why are we still talking about Donald Trump? Like, he hasn't been president for the last two years, so – we should probably not talk about Donald Trump and focus on like, um, you know, inflation and and this whole baby formula shortage. It just makes no sense to me. Like, that's what infuriates me is that if 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 he did it, the guy that we want, if if he if he did it, if he went on a comedy show when the country is quote unquote falling apart, I just think that he get ripped to no end. Yeah, you bring up good points. I mean, for sure, it's it's something that, I don't know, it's it's been a, an issue with the media for a while now. Um, yeah. It's just, I just wish as a whole on both sides, you know, it was, it was just down the middle. That's all, you know, just be down the middle. That's all that you yeah. can ask for from them. I mean, that's, when it started out, they, they were supposedly, you know, they were the, they were kind of like the guardian of the people almost the media. Like they, they ask the good questions, they get to the bottom of things. But right, I'm yeah, I don't know if you know, but yeah, did you know that the January sixth, twenty twenty one committee is starting up again uh, about the Capitol riot uh, the, uh, versus Trump? Did you hear about that? Yeah. Yeah, I. I mean, obviously you know my take on it. Um, there's been riots uh, a little stronger. You want to, you want to screen this call while I talk? Um, there's somebody calling. Um, yeah. So, you know, we, we talk about riots. Uh, this to me is like almost like gun, gun control. Like you, what you're trying to do is try and make Trump never run again. Like I, I don't think it's imp- – I don't think it's good that 
you talk about him, he, you know, by talking to him, you make him relevant. And right now, we don't need to talk about Donald Trump because he's not the president. I know we want to be the president. That's still two years away. The midterms are coming up. Okay. Uh, win some, lose some. Hopefully Trump, for me and you and anyone else that's maybe listening, wants to talk about um, – Hopefully we, we win back the, the House, the Senate, and then in 2024, we win back the, the, the White House because right now I, I don't know how the guy won. Uh, the guy got 81 million votes. There's a video, um, 2,000 or 20,000 mules that I want to watch with you and, and see what that's about. It just infuriates me because I don't think he got 81 million votes. He got more votes than Obama? No way. Obama was way more charismatic. He talks a, a good good game. Biden barely gets through three or four sentences and then doesn't know where he is. I mean, you tell me that he he got more votes than Obama? No, it doesn't happen. Um, so, yeah, it would be interesting to see um, where that goes. Um, the other thing I want to mention is Frank – holy mackerel, Frank, you call screen go really good here. Um, the other thing I want to mention is that the mask mandate for little children – has become optional as of Monday the 17th, or the 13th, sorry. So masks <clears throat> are finally optional. <clears throat> so it's, it's interesting that it's about time. I mean, people say that numbers are going bad, but are they going bad if we're saying masks are optional? I, I, I don't know who to listen to anymore. Like, you know, are vaccines good or are they not good? There's some people that want to take vaccines. There's some people that don't want to take vaccines. I just... What I'm getting is like, there's no consistency, you know. There's not one message. So I don't, I don't really know where my head is because I'm being told that you should get the vaccine, you should get the booster, and then my friends and family don't want the the booster or don't want the vaccine. So, you know, I'm of the belief that you should wait two or three years, do some tests, and find out if the vaccine is really a good vaccine. You know, I think that. Um, we wait this long, we got to be more patient. We can't just rush into this. Um, so I think it's important that we do all that. Um, but I know that, that uh, even though um, you know, Dave's not here, I know Angel wants to talk about it. So I want to welcome Angel. As always, Angel, you are welcome to the show no matter what. If I'm here, if Dave's here, whoever you want to talk to, it's pure gold. How are you? <laughs> You take care of yourself. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, bro. I hear what you're saying. I uh, I was talk I was gonna talk about the Rangers, but I don't think I don't think they're gonna make it. What's the score? Zero zero, right? After one. That's zero one. zero right now. But like I was talking to Frank, and I, I'm just thinking that the game they should have won was Sunday, and uh, you know, unfortunately, they lost that game. Is that the game that they lost, like, with 23 seconds left where they show into overtime? Yes, yes, mm. yes. You got it. You got yeah. it on the head, man. Yeah. I think they woke up a sleeping giant, to be honest with you. Like, Tampa Bay is a tough team as it is. But now you woke up a team <laughs> that really didn't want to win, I don't think. But I think that now. I, I, you know, I totally agree with you. You know, I like the Rangers. I mean, I get into it. Come below. Because during the during the regular season, I really don't get into it, you know. Yeah. Um, are the Rangers getting out of the series? Yes or no? Ah, I'm hoping they will. I'm hoping they will, but I don't know. It seems like uh, 
they have they have they have their wall they they have their backs against the wall, and I don't think I don't think they're gonna recuperate. You know. Yeah, I think if the the Lightning do win tonight, though, I think it's lights out for the uh, New York Rangers. I don't. The only way that I could see them winning the series is if they win tonight, and then uh, they'll probably lose Game Six and then try to win Game Seven. I think Game Seven is fifty fifty at this point. I think even though it's in Madison Square Garden. Um, Tampa could easily win Game Seven because Game Seven is just tricky. You don't know what's going to happen. So I think that the, the Tampa Lightning, true. yeah, that. But listen, what, Joe, I, uh, I totally agree with you with Boston. I think Boston, I think Boston is finally going to burst uh, what's his name, uh, Golden State bubble. You know, I think Good. I think yeah. uh, you, you're not, I think Boston. You're a Knicks fan, though, right? Yeah. I like the you're Knicks, Knicks fan, though, right? Like yeah, well, I, are you yeah, a little je- I sympathize with them. Sympathize with them. Are you a little jealous? Are you a little jealous of my Boston Celtics? Be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really, bro. Not really. No, uh, I'm just a fan. They're a good team. I'm just a fan. Say what? They're a good team. Who Who are you talking about? No, the Celtics. They're a good team. No, I'm going for the Celtics. I'm just hoping that they, you know, they they beat the. Golden State, they bust their bubble. I'm, I'm, listen, I got my fingers. I saw that game yesterday, and, you know, when Golden State came back, I figured, you know, they were going to take it again. But Boston hanged in there, and they, they pulled it out. Yeah, they didn't. And they have home court advantage. I think they should win tomorrow night. It's going to be a good game. I think the Celtics win by, let's just say they win by 10 points. I don't really know if they're going to win in Golden State for game five. But I think game yeah. six, the Celtics blow them out. The crowd will be on top of them. They won't, you know, role players do not play well on the road. So That's true. you really got to count on only, you got to count on Clay Thompson and Seth Curry to hopefully have a good game again. And Seth Curry, his ankle is not 100%. So well, everything points to Celtics. He, so, good. He's questionable for, for tomorrow's game. They don't know if he's going to play or not. Hey, listen, let me ask you a question. What happened to Gardner? Yeah, go ahead. From the Yankees. Is he still with the Yankees? Frank? No, no, Gardner, Gardner. I know, but Frank would know. I'm not a Yankee fan. Frank, is Gardner still on the team? Frank's not there. Let me try to get him on. <laughs> Frank. Well, I don't know. Uh, I, I Frank, know, you there? I know that he, he has yeah, a contract he, he, yeah, he's uh he's actually um he's a free agent now. He's not on the Yankees. Oh, he's not on the okay. All right, all right. I know yeah. that he was he was with the Yankees a long time. Yeah, fifteen seasons. I mean this is it's been a really long time. I remember him when he was a young guy coming up, he was this big rookie guy. Um right. fifteen seasons and he didn't retire yet, but the Yankees they couldn't come to an agreement with the master. So he's a free agent, um and it's unclear if he's going to be signed somewhere, but I think he'll end up somewhere for a couple of years, maybe. Well, listen, you know, you know the thing with the Yankees and the Mets. Usually, when the when they get rid of a, a player like that, you know, the the Mets seem to pick him up. You know. And yeah. That's one thing that I don't yeah, like. they was just like. Uh, what an interesting observation, Angel. I mean, that is that is fascinating. <laughs> I mean, I really, I got to tell you, it's. Uh, 
That is amazing. I thought you'd be talking about pickleball this evening. I'm surprised to hear no, you talking no, about no, no, a sport no. that people I'm, like. No, listen, I'm talking about the Rangers. I was talking about Gardner. I figured, you know, maybe if the Yankees let him go, the Mets will pick him up because I, I don't, I, you know, I, the Mets have a tendency of getting these ball players, which you know they pass their prime. You know what I mean? So uh, I mean, the Mets got killed yesterday. I think the Mets are done. I don't think they're going anywhere. I think they're done. <laughs> I think that the they, I mean, they listen. Philadelphia has they won seven injuries. in a row. Seven in a row. Philadelphia has won. So you know, sooner or later. You mean you mean Atlanta? No, Philadelphia. Atlanta. Philly. Philadelphia has won two, no. but Atlanta's hot too. Both teams are hot. Uh, you know, well, the, the, the Mets are going you know, away. Peter Lanzo, he's done. You know, Sterling, that guy that played right field, he's gone too. That's it. They're all done. They ain't going nowhere. They're finished. I'm you know, assuming you're I, talking before, about Peter Lanzo. I don't know who Peter Orlando is. But Pete Alonso is is he'll be back he'll be back don't worry listen the Mets are gonna go on a run he got a, he got something on his finger and he's gonna be out for six months that's it he's done listen the Mets the Mets aren't the Angels they lost about thirteen games in a row you're gonna see the Mets they're gonna kick it into high gear they're gonna win about thirty five games in a row and they're gonna run away with the division and then they're gonna get swept in the first round of the playoffs that's my prediction as of right now well, I'll probably change it next week Somebody you know what Angels. Somebody yes, told me they have a couple uh, of pitchers waiting in the wings. I don't know. Did you hear, hear well, about listen, that? You guys could do you could do whatever you want. I have my say. You know, I was talking about no. uh, the Rangers and Boston Celtics, and uh, you know, I, I I'm, I'm satisfied with what I had to say. Don't leave, I Angel. I just want you to hear this. <laughs> I just want you to hear this Take because care. as a non-Yankee fan, as a non-Yankee fan, the Yankees should get rid of every single player, to save as much money as they can. And hopefully, hopefully resign Judge because right now he's had an MVP year and he's going to want a lot of money. No, man, I don't want that. I don't want that guy to go to the bets. No way, man. I, I didn't say that. Wait, Dave. wait. Why don't you want him to go to the Mets because he's too much money? I think I think if that guy comes to the Mets, he's going to be a failure. That's all I'm saying. Just like I don't know if you guys remember Bobby Bonilla when he came to the Mets, he had to put earplugs in his ears. You know, they, I mean, yeah, I, think I, still, I think they're yeah. still paying July first. Yes, yes, July first, Frank. It's uh, Bobby Bonilla Day, July first. <laughs> Listen, Bobby Bonilla should be in the Hall of Fame wearing a New York Mets hat. That's all I have to say. <laughs> right next to Kevin McGraws, right? Right next to Kevin. Well, well, the fact that Kevin McReynolds isn't in the Hall of Fame is a travesty, but that's besides the point. True, true. That's a different debate for a different time. McReynolds, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know about that. But does, but anybody, Angel, know I mean, Angel? Benia, does anybody know when Bobby Benilla is going to not be paid anymore? I hear it's two thousand thirty-five. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's he gets a million dollars like every year on July first. Yes. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, God, you hung up on me. I was going to tell more. Um, what's interesting is that, like, they embrace the fact that it's by Bonilla Day on July 1st. Like, we hate the fact that they had that, but now Steve Cohen, the owner, he makes a whole day of it, I think, on July 1st. I think they're, they're having a celebration. Um, why don't you pay him and leave? I, it's such, such a joke. Wait, on July 1st? Yes. 
2035. Frank is right. That's when the contract runs out, by the way. Yeah, I thought I heard that. That's I, what, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's when Dave fires me at that point, but we got some time, so. Oh, that's positive thinking, Joe. You're making it pretty far out there. Well, um, Dave, you want Dave hung up too? What the heck is going on here? Uh, so yeah, the the the, the committee, um, Frank. Now that we have those guys drop out, um, so we have a committee. Uh, the committee that's uh, the Capital Riots Committee. I just think that it's anything and everything to deflect what's going on in the world. What's going? On. That was just a weird way to end the show. I guess that means that they're telling, they're telling us to uh, – they must be telling us that we have to go now. I have to go watch the Rangers lose. Uh, but, Frank, yeah, good, the couple, are, are you still there? Are you still there? Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll end it off. We got, yeah, we got three minutes. I'm going to play the pure gold outro that Dave tells me about uh, in a second. But, yeah, the the um, – it's only a way to deflect and, and say that the the Mets uh, the Mets uh, Trump can never be president of the United States again because he did uh, he was responsible for the capital rights, which is an outright lie. So I'm I'm tired of that too. You there, Frank? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, thank you for a great show. I know that Dave was sick, but he still popped on here and there. I mean. What can you do? Uh, I just hope he feels better. Thank you for Frank. Thank you for all the callers, all three of you, I think. Um, thank you for that. Um, thank you for staying on for two hours. I hope we have more callers next week. Again, next week, Mark Hayford will be on the show. He'll talk about wrestling. He'll talk about his message. It'll be a good show. It really will be. Um, but right now, I don't know about you, Frank, but I'm going to see the Rangers uh, play and uh, sweat out a victory. I think they'll win tonight. I think it's two to one, if that, but if they don't win, good night. It's, as my friend would say, it's over, O-V-A-A. Frank, you have anything to say? Uh, it sounds good. I'm looking forward to next week. Uh, and uh, yeah, enjoy this nice, beautiful weather out there, everyone. Yeah, everyone, and enjoy tomorrow night. That's when the Celtics go up three to one. So have a good night. This is This is Pure Gold. Too late to call now, but just to let you know, it's 515-605-9796. You have a good night. Okay, I'll admit it. I'm an egomaniac. What can I say? Shame on you! As usual, I'm right, you're wrong. Are you kidding me? You are the biggest phony I have ever met. Obviously, clearly, maybe, definitely. A fresh take on sports and entertainment. Dave and Joe tell it like it is. Weight Talk Radio every week. David and Joe are simply the best. I've been listening to Pure Gold ever since I was a baby, and I still do. Pure Gold is the best. I love Pure Gold. Pure Gold. I got two words for you. Pure <laughs> Gold. You guys are awesome. Don't forget to follow Pure Gold. Um, whatever. Uh, we're we're up against it. Just uh, tune next week. 
Dave was on the show today, so it doesn't. We're not gonna miss him. We didn't miss him. He was on the show for most of the time. So anyway, we'll see you next week. Uh, thanks again for everyone for listening, and we'll see you next week. Have a good night. Five one five six zero five nine seven nine six. Too late now, but I just want to late. But oh no. Well, have a good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.